and a blessed day to you and a glorious week. I really believe with all of my heart, this will be a blessed day for you and a great, great season for all of us. Can we thank the Lord right now for what he's about to do with all of us? Dearest Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your wonderful mercy and grace. Lord, I do pray that this will be a glorious season for all of us, a season of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Bring us close to your heart. And Lord, I pray that your word will abide in us and we will abide in your word and abide in you forever. We give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen. Where would you be if you were not a Christian? You know, the Christian life, what a blessed life we live. What a blessed hope we have because Jesus is our Savior and he's alive and he's seated at God's right hand, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God's people said amen and amen. And today I have a very uh, important teaching. You know, in, in, in Mark 16, 16, the Lord said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But what does it mean to believe? Like, what does that really, biblically, biblically, what does it mean to believe? So we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to explain a few things to you that I think are really important. Because, you know, narrow is the way. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And the Bible says few there would be that would find it. Why is that so? Why is it that only a few will truly find life and most will try and not find it? Because it says many will try and not find it. That's in the Bible, and I'll show it to you. So this is a very important question. What is real faith? Like saving faith. So here the Lord said, he that believeth, I'm... Looking at Mark 16, 16, why don't you go ahead and turn your Bible with me there. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You know, there's a story in the book of Acts about a man who was a sorcerer, Simon the sorcerer. He believed and he even was baptized, but was he saved? No, because his heart was not right with God. And the Bible tells us all this and so much more. So we're going to look at this and, and, and you know talk about it with you. So here are the last words the Lord spoke before going to heaven. In Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But what does that really mean? Because Simon the sorcerer was baptized in Acts 8, he, he believed, I should say, and was baptized, but he was not saved. So there's something to this word, believeth, he that believeth. So we're going to talk about that. And so this is very, very important to us. Um, we have to pay attention to it. We have to see what does this really mean, because it's life or death to us. Now, let's go, just quickly, let's go, and then we'll, we'll go to other scriptures. But let's go to the book of Acts. I just mentioned that to you, so let me show it to you. In Acts chapter 8, beginning at verse 9, it says, There was a certain man called Simon, 
which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. So this, this, uh, this Simon was involved in, in, in uh, satanic power. So he knew power, but he, the wrong side of it, of course. <laughs> and he was involved in sorcery. And it says in, in, in verse 12, well, let me just keep, keep reading verse 11 and on. And to him they had regard because that for a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the, the miracles and signs which were done. So in Mark 16, 16, the Lord said, he that believes and is baptized will be saved. But was this man, Simon the sorcerer, saved? Well, let's look at uh, verse uh, 18 of uh, this same chapter 8. It says, When Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay my hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter, but Peter said to him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore. So this man had not repented, did he? Because now Peter is telling him to repent. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if preadventure, or if perhaps I should say, the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, in the bond of iniquity. He said, you're bound by iniquity. You're poisoned by bitterness. That's what it means by you are in the gall of bitterness. You're poisoned by bitterness and you're bound by iniquity. So how can a man like that be really saved? Well, he wasn't. So what does it mean then to believe? Because it says he believed too, and he was baptized. Um, in Second Peter, we are told, all of us, to make our election sure. And how do we do that? Our election sure. Wherefore the rather, brethren, Second Peter 1.10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling an election sure. So Simon did not, did he? So there's a lot of people today that uh, believe, but they believe that. They don't believe in Jesus. They believe that Jesus. Now, let me explain. I've said that to you before. I'm sure some of you have heard me talk about that. But I want to really kind of make it clear. So, people come to an altar and they say, well, I believe that Jesus came to earth. I believe that 
he died on the cross. I believe that he shed his blood for me. I believe that he arose from the dead. I believe that he ascended on high. I believe that he is seated at God's right hand. And I believe that he's coming again. Well, that's no different than the devil. Because he believes that also and believes more than that, okay? (laughs) But to believe in, believe in Jesus. Not that Jesus came and that Jesus died and that Jesus rose from the dead and so on. To believe in, and that's what the Lord meant in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized. No, baptism is the is the outer sign of uh, circumcision of the heart. It's the it's the real sign of faith, you know, of surrender, really. So really, it comes to giving your life or someone giving their life completely and totally to the Lord. And when you read. Uh, the parable of the seed and the sower, you see that uh, the seed falls on on four areas, but three areas don't make it. Only one does. And I think that's what it means by few there be that will find life because the majority will try to find it and cannot find it. And, And the Bible tells us why. So believing in the Lord has to do with something more than just mentally accepting a fact. You know, um, <clears throat> King Agrippa, for example, Paul said, you believe the prophets? I know you do, but he wasn't really saved. Or the children of Israel believed the Lord, but later they, they rebelled and walked away. It says they believed the Lord. In Exodus 14, 31, they believed also, but they did not make it, did they? So Exodus 14, I'm just giving you examples of what it is to believe that rather than believing in. So Exodus uh, uh, 14, 31, and it says, And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. So today people believe when they see something, when they see a miracle. Oh, yeah, I believe. But that doesn't mean they actually trust the Lord or believe in the Lord himself. And so believing has, has got to do with total trust like trust, eternally trust in the Lord. So I've, I, you know, I've, I've said this in meetings, and I want to say to you in case you, you, you had not heard me say it before. So l- let me ask you that you believe that I exist. You're going to say yes, because I do. But if I said, do you believe in me? Some of, of you that like me will say yes, but you can't believe in me because to believe in me or in any human being, give them your soul to keep. Give me your soul to keep. Well, I can't do that anyway. So, because we are human beings, we cannot uh, protect you spiritually. Protect your soul to keep. There's no way. Only God can can protect your soul. Only God is trusted with your soul. 
So to trust here means to trust him with your life. To trust the Lord Jesus with your soul. To trust the Lord Jesus to keep you as the apple of the eye and hide you under the shadow of his wings from the wicked one, from the devil, from the world. No human being can protect you from the devil. Only the Lord can protect us from the devil. No human being can protect us from the world and its influence. Only Jesus can do that and will do that. But we have to give him our life. We have to completely yield our life to him. To allow him to live his life in us. The Christian life is about yielding to the Lord. It's like surrender, completely surrender. Keep nothing back. Because you can't trust your own heart, you know. But you trust him. See, to believe in, to believe in. Big difference between like, you believe your mom, you believe your dad, you believe your brothers and sisters and those who are close to you. But that's not what, what the Bible talks about when it says believe. Believe means give them your soul to keep. I mean, you can't give your mom your soul to keep because she won't know how, nor can she. You cannot give your father your soul to keep. You cannot give any friend your soul to keep. You cannot trust any human being as much as you love them with your eternal destiny. Only Jesus is trusted with our eternal destiny because it's about life or death. So Mark uh, says, he that believeth, he that believeth, Mark 16, 16. He that believeth will be saved. But now you got to also be baptized to, to show real faith in God, real faith, real saving faith, not the kind of faith that, you know, people think you have, okay? So this is really vital. And here is Israel that turned away from the Lord totally after they said, well, I believe, but they, they actually turned away. Now, in Matthew, in, because this is, you know, what I'm, I'm really talking about today is how do you get in to the kingdom of God? How do you find that narrow way, that, that narrow, not, you know, difficult way to, to find, it says. So let's look at Matthew 7 for a minute. But, the, but, but listen, God's word gives us the answers to all that and more. So Matthew 7 <clears throat> 13 says, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And few there be that find it. And I want you to be one of those that will find it. I really mean that. I want you to really make heaven. And the Bible shows us how. It's in the blessed word of God. So let's look at Luke, the gospel of Luke. There's a, there's a secret here that I think the Lord is going to show you today. So um, Luke 8, Luke 8 beginning at verse 5, right through 15. I don't know if I'll have time to finish at all. and I'll have to continue tomorrow, but, but I'll give you this part anyways. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. It was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon rock, upon a rock, 
as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit a hundredfold. And then it says, and when he had said these things, he cried. The Lord gave a cry said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Meaning, pay, pay attention. This has to do with your life. And his disciples asked him, saying, what might this parable be? And he said, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables, that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. So here we have some beautiful truth here. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their hearts. He takes the word out of their hearts. He doesn't let the word take take, uh, connect with our heart, take root there. Lest they should believe and be saved. So it is possible to hear the word and the devil stealing it. So here's the first group that did not believe. They heard the word. The word got into their heart, but the devil came and took it away lest they should believe. Not, and, and the Lord here didn't mean mentally believe. Because to, to hear the word and receive it is mental faith. They mentally believed. They didn't last because before it entered their heart, the devil stole it. So they could not come into saving faith, the real saving faith. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no root. There's no depth. Which for a while believe. In time of temptation fall away. For a while believe cannot be real saving faith. Because there's no trust in the Lord yet. There's no trust. There's no real commitment. There's no real surrender. So these also for a while believed mentally, mentally. Because faith is a heart matter. Faith is not a mind matter. And then verse 14, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to perfection. So here's the third group. They heard it, and it looked like they were going to go forth and accept the Lord fully and surrender to him completely, but now they are hit with the cares of this life, with making money, with the pleasures of this life, but there is no perfection. They don't show any fruit, and fruit means yielding to the Lord and letting him live through you. So out of four grounds, only one group makes it. But on that, and and here's the secret we, we see it here. 
But that on good ground are they which in an honest, with an honest and good heart. And that's the key. They have a noble, that's what the word honest means here. They have a noble and good heart. So they don't receive it with their head. They don't hear it with their mind. The word enters their heart. It produces surrender, complete surrender. Commitment to the Lord completely at that moment of salvation. Having heard the word, keep it. The others could not keep it. The devil stole it through one problem or another. And they bring forth fruit with patience. And I believe only those who really commit to the Lord and believe in the Lord, not that he came and that he died and that he rose, but they, they believe in the Lord. So today, you know, you have people coming to the altar and they say, the Lord, and they, they say to, to the Lord, Lord, I believe that, 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 that. And then they say, come into my heart, save my soul. At that moment, only God knows if they're really surrendering to him. So it's, it's words and prayer don't save. Jesus saves. So you, 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 you really receive the Lord when there is complete yielding of your life to the Lord. And so the Lord says they bring, uh, they bring fruit with patience. And then he really gives us an amazing secret. And I want to deal with that tomorrow because he says, now you can, you can start shining and start being a witness. You're, you're, you're putting that candle on a candlestick that others will see the light in your life, basically. The light in your life. All right. So uh, this is so important. And, and do you remember the... the uh, Jailer, it says he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that word on in the Greek, by the way, is the word in the Lord. He believed in the Lord. In Acts 16, you know, and we've heard this said many times, well, just believe on the Lord. No, no, believe in the Lord, not on the Lord. He said, What's, what must I do to be saved? In verse 31 of Acts 16, it says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved in your house. And that word, on the Lord, in the Greek, is actually in the Lord. It's, it's, it's the word epi, epi, meaning to believe in. It's a complete trust, complete rest in the Lord. And then later we see that he believed in the Lord with all his house. He believed in the Lord with all his house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. So, um, when they speak the word to him, then he took them to his home. And it says in verse 34, uh, believing he believed in God with all his house. So here we have the right translation. Believing in, not believing on. I'm going to continue this teaching tomorrow because there's a lot more I want to talk to you about that the Bible uh, talks about like what is real faith uh, well Jesus is the center of real faith 
And tomorrow I want to talk about a lot more here because I think there's so much more that I can say to you and I want to say to you. So make sure to join me tomorrow. And Lord, thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that you'll put in your people's hearts that assurance they are yours. And Lord, if there's anyone that, that is listening to me that has not totally yielded to you, let this be the day, Lord, they will completely yield, totally surrender, give you complete control of their life. You know, this is what it, it means to be for Jesus to be Lord of your life. Many people want him as Savior. They don't want him as Lord. They, they're, not, uh, they're not willing to, to submit to his authority. They, they just want to use him as Savior. Lord, save my soul so I can make heaven. But no, no, I don't want to uh, surrender to you. I don't, I don't, I don't want to submit to you. I don't want to, uh, to, to, to submit your authority. Well, then they can't be saved because Jesus said, How, uh, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? So it's really about Savior and Lord. Lord and Savior, not just Savior. So thank you for being with me today. And I would really ask you to share this message with your friends and those that follow you on social media. And then let's continue tomorrow. And now I want to pray that the Lord will bless you and bless your life also financially and give you a blessed, blessed future. You know, we're looking at what's going on today in the Middle East. A few days ago I shared with you what the Bible says about it. But I just want you to know, no matter what, 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 what happens on earth, no, no matter, you are safe as long as you're walking with the Lord and trusting him. And, and, and every time you give, you're saying to him, Lord, I trust you also with my finances. I mean, it's really an act of faith. Giving is really an act of faith. It's no different than saying, Lord, I trust you with my soul. But now when you give, you say, I trust you with my financial tomorrow. I trust that you're going to take care of me financially. And that's why, you know, it says give. It shall be given unto you. But you have to give before it shall be given unto you. And, and, and the Lord never promised us little. He promised us abundance when it comes to giving. Because we give cheerfully. We, we give with faith and expectation in our hearts that God will take care of our life in the natural world, in the natural world. You know, God takes care of us spiritually when we walk with him, we love him, we receive his word, we fellowship with him, we do what is right in his sight. God will bless us. But, you know, it is possible to be blessed spiritually and not be blessed financially because you have to learn the principles of giving to the Lord financially. Years ago when, when you know, I got saved, I had a glorious salvation. I mean, I really got saved. But I was not a giver, like financially, because nobody told me about the importance of giving. I remember my pastor, David Story, came one Sunday morning to me. He says, why don't you give? I said, well, that's my business, between God and I. And he kind of backed away because he was, I think, afraid to offend me. It was my father-in-law, Roy Harden, first, who challenged me on this. He said, you, you've got to be a giver for God to bless you financially. It was then Oral Roberts that came and showed me through Scripture that I must be a giver if I want God to bless me financially. So there's a lot of people who are blessed spiritually, but not financially, because they haven't learned the principles of giving, giving to the Lord 
of our finances. I think the greatest example I ever saw of that is what was in Indonesia, where I preached in a city called Surabaya. And the pastor told me how all of his people are very blessed financially because they attend a two-year course on giving, financial giving. And they all became givers, and they all became blessed in their business and in, in, in their finance. And I saw it with my own eyes. But they have to go to a class for two years to learn the principles of sowing and reaping. And so this is the only way I know, biblically and by experience, that you and I can actually be blessed financially is by giving to the Lord's work. Not by borrowing money, not by giving to some group so people can be uh, recognized for it. It's giving to Jesus, giving your money to the Lord. That really is the key here. So let, let's give. Let's, let's give the Lord our seed and say, Lord, this is for you. This is not for Benny Hinn. This is not for any, any uh, group. Or, no, this is for you, Lord. And we do it through a minister, of course. But Lord, this is for you. So he sees our, our hearts. Lord, this is for you. And then God will bless you financially greatly. All right. Lord, bless them as they give in Jesus' name. Prosper them, Lord. Prosper them as they obey your word. We give you all the glory. Amen. Okay, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org, or you can text your, your, your love gift to the Lord, and you can do it right now. Okay, thank you for being with me, and share this teaching I did today with your friends, and I'll see you again tomorrow as I continue. Much love. Bless you. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory because now it can go to every nation on earth in every language on earth because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.